Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Cinema Vixens Podcast. I'm your host, Madison Fairchild. And I'm your host, Steph Koza. And we are back with another episode. Cinema Vixens is a podcast that focuses on the girls and the gays of film and television. And we are starting our first Christmas episode of the month. We're super excited and we hope you enjoy. Thought you only murder boys. I go both ways. Oh, who is she? So before we get into today's topic, I think we should just talk about what we've been watching lately since we talk about what we watch on this podcast. So yes, and what have we been watching? <laughs> oh my God. You know, we talked about this question beforehand and I promised that I would think of what I watched and I blacked out. So um, <laughs> no, I went and rewatched Glass Onion this week. Oh, I haven't which seen was that super yet. Fun. It's so fun. Um, I can't wait. If you enjoy the first one, I feel like. You'll like yeah, this. Oh one. my god, I love the first one. It's so good. It's so so good. Um, I watched the new Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie. <gasps> How is which, it? It's so fun. It's it's such a it's a rom com. Like it's a shitty Christmas rom com, but we love that. Like I love yeah. that at least. I, I think love it's that. wonderful. No, that's so my um, thing. I'm so happy she's back. I can't wait to cover that on this podcast. I know. Yeah. Spoiler um, alert: We are going to cover that. Yes. I watch it. <laughs> yes, I'm so 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 excited. Um, I watched all the movies that we're covering this week, obviously, and I feel like I saw something else, but I don't know what it is. So, what have you watched this week? <laughs> Um, I have been watching The White Lotus season two. I just watched the most recent episode before hopping on this <laughs> call and it was uh, bonkers. That show is just, have you, you watched like the first season? A little bit, I've right? seen a lot of episodes from every season um, oh. because my roommates <laughs> watch it. So I Got will it. pop in there and watch like three episodes in a row and then dip out. So yeah. I like it a lot. I just need to like sit down and watch all of it That's really fair. badly. But. It's so, so good. I'm oh, I'm yeah. like obsessed with it. Um, and I've been watching, I've been watching a lot of shows. I haven't really watched that many movies lately, aside from the ones we're covering. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been watching the new season of Mythic Quest. I haven't seen you, that. Ooh. Is that good? It's so good and it's so underrated or maybe not underrated, but like underappreciated. I feel like not a lot yeah. of people watch it, but it's um, Rob McElhenney from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. It's like his show about him running a video game company. And it's kind of like a World of Warcraft MMORPG game that he designs. And it's it's kind of it's basically like The Office, but in that office instead of so, like a paper company i will be watching that then it's 100%. so funny it's so like surprisingly deep yeah <laughs> it's it's, yeah. it's so good i love it so much if you like it's always sunny in philadelphia or the office you'd probably like it <laughs> i love that have you been watching anything else I watched spirited that new apple tv christmas movie i need to see that i love will ferrell i need to see that really bad it's actually really good is it really <laughs> that makes I, me so happy i had like very low expectations for it and i kind of loved it like that's it, so awesome it was fun and as soon as i finished it i was like wow i feel like will ferrell is back that makes like, me so happy i know yeah. ever since um him and uh what's his name stopped working together 
he's kind of been so I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. He just he took a long downhill. Like he's been hibernating. Yes. And he has emerged. He's, he's a so I um <laughs> I opened up my letterbox and realized I've watched a shit ton of movies in the last week. So I lied. Um <laughs> I watched Ticket to Paradise starring oh. George Clooney and um what's her name? George I Clooney. Seen it, but I know what you're talking um, about. And Billy Lord's in it, so I love her. So oh that my was God. fun. My queen. My queen, I love her. I watched Adam's Family Values on Thanksgiving, like I do most years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched Twilight, Eclipse, and New Moon this last week. <laughs> and yeah, incredible. Um, Did you watch Wednesday? And I started Wednesday. Um, I'm four episodes in, I believe. So it's so good. I watched it in a day. Can we can we cover Wednesday? <laughs> yes, Wait, please. I'm so happy. I didn't want to like I didn't want to hype it up and then you'd be like, no, I hate it. So like Oh my god, not no, that, I not love it. Not that you do that, but I've seen a lot of people talking shit. <laughs> I too, love it I was like, so this, much. I love it. And I, yeah, I saw a lot of Right, yeah, I saw a lot of people shitting on it, and I was like, is this bad? Do I have bad taste? No, so I was obsessed with Adam's family my whole childhood. My Everyone, I feel like, is saying this, but I was a little brunette emo girl, so my parents called me Wednesday, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Jenna Ortega. I've Same. always wanted to see a Latina play Wednesday, so I'm really happy. Yeah. Um, I I love Tim Burton. I'm sorry. Like, I love his work. Yeah, me too. Me too. Like, Unfortunately, I can't. Uh, I, can't I, I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> um, Christina Ricci's great, and I keep describing it to people as the Adams Family Riverdale. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> which, is. it is. It is. Um, it's also like okay. It's more Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the, like the new show. Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking. Sabrina. I was thinking that um, a lot actually while I was watching it. I was like, this really reminds me of Sabrina. But yeah, I love it. Okay, we have. We'll cover it. I'm I'm so excited that we're gonna do that because me too. I love it. It's oh, so good. Yeah, it's we so can good. Gush. I'm so glad you like it. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm uh, like obsessed with it. I I almost yeah. watched the whole show again after yeah. I was finished. No, so I'm trying really hard to pace myself with it um, because I ever since shows started like stepping away from the binge mode, doing weekly releases again, like all the Disney Plus shows. I've yeah. been like, oh my god! Like it helps my enjoyment last so much longer. Yeah. Um, and I don't hyperfixate on it for like a week and a half, buy merch, and then like don't care anymore. So I've been <laughs> like trying to take it slow. Um, yeah, but that's I smart. love it so much. I want to dress like yeah. her every day of my life. But. Oh my god! Same. Oh, and I saw Suspiria last night in theaters. <laughs> oh my god! That's, um, oh, I'm so jealous. Goblin was playing the soundtrack live like orchestra Bruh. style to the movie and then they played all the sound like songs from everything they've done so like dawn of the dead uh wow. demons like all those movies i'm wearing my suspiria sweatshirt um that was amazing that was last night i can't believe i just <laughs> forgot everything i've watched but <laughs> so good cannot recommend enough but yeah that's wow that's so cool <laughs> i want to experience that what did i do last night oh i played D. <laughs> That's fun, though. I love that. <laughs> no, it was. It was fun. <laughs> so this week, like we said earlier, we are doing our first Christmas episode, which we're super excited about. And we are starting off with the three Black Christmas movies. Um, we're going to go through each film individually and compare what we liked, what we didn't like. And then we have a special announcement for you guys at the end of the episode. So stick around. We're so excited for that. 
But um, our first film is Black Christmas 1974, directed by Bob Clark. Do you want to go over the cast? I sure do. Uh, this one is starring Olivia Hussey, my queen, as Woo! our protagonist's <laughs> final girl, Jess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Margot Kidder as Barb. Kier Delia as Peter. Marion Waldman as Miss Mack. And Billy... Our serial killer is voiced by Bob Clark, Albert J. Dunk, and Nick Mankus, which I think is a fun little fact. I love that. Also, for those of you who might not know her name just like from hearing it, um, you've probably seen her in your ninth grade classroom. (laughs) Olivia Hussey plays Juliet in the 1968 film Romeo and Juliet. Um, I know that she made all my friends gay. Um, (laughs) Yes, And. You probably know her from that. And Margot Kidder, who plays Barb, is the original Lois Lane. Um, So she also had like a pretty good career outside of this film. Um, But yeah, you may know him from there. (laughs) (laughs) Icons. Black Christmas is set over the holiday break in 1974. And it's about a sorority house that is terrorized by a serial killer. And his name is Billy. He starts off by calling them and harassing them and then slowly picks them off one by one with only Jess surviving. So we think. Um, This was like one of the first slasher films ever mm -hmm. made. Mm -hmm. Like it came out the same year as Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is insane to think about. It inspired Halloween. Yeah, the movie. It's the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it it was super influential, but I don't feel like we hear people talking about it a lot. Yeah. But what's honestly more insane to me, we didn't mention Bob Clark, who made this Christmas classic, oh also made the most wholesome Christmas classic, A Christmas Story. What the that's fuck was that? Like, ridiculous that's insane. To me. <laughs> he made two of my favorite Christmas movies. I made my parents when I was little buy the same like rifle BB gun. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> As a little boy, and uh, I never used it. I didn't have anywhere. I lived in the city. Like, where was I going to shoot that thing? But um, yeah, I love both of these films, and I can't believe he made two very drastic, different Christmas classics. So yeah, like the spectrum of these two movies. Yeah, is, like was he okay? Was he in therapy? He, okay, he also made Baby Geniuses. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. So, no, he wasn't okay, obviously. Oh, no, Bob um, Clark. Oh, <laughs> but no. um, what was your initial reactions? This was a rewatch for you, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This this is actually the only one of the three that I had ever seen before. Oh, um, my God. Okay. Yeah, so I had never seen the 2006 one or the 2019 one. So those mm-hmm. were first watches for me. So I love this movie. I think it's very simple and like the concept, I love the concept. I think I I really appreciate how this movie to this day scares me. Like not in a like jump scare kind of way, but in uh, it's tense. Like the whole movie is very tense. And it's like, it's so unsettling because it feels like a slasher movie that could happen to you. Like- In your house alone and someone, I don't know, those types of serial killer movies where they're a little bit more realistic, which Mm -hmm. this is the only one of the three, mind you, that is that. Um, They're so much more unsettling. So I totally get what you're saying. Like that is scarier almost than a super Mm -hmm. intense slasher. Yeah, it's Um, it's so like raw and authentic 
yeah. that it it does feel like it could happen to you. And like, especially as a woman, yes. I was never in a sorority, so I don't really relate to that part. But like, I don't think that really matters. Like, it's still mm-hmm. super relatable. And like, that's what's so scary about it. As opposed yeah. to, I mean, we'll get into this, but like, there's nothing supernatural in this movie, you know? It's no, just no. a guy, and that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's just a crazy ass dude. And um, like you said, I was never in a sorority either, obviously. I feel like you could tell that by just my essence, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, this could be a house you live in with roommates. This could be like it, any of those things. And I feel like, it's extra eerie when it is um, set during Christmas and mm-hmm. set during a time that is supposed to be so joyful and um, like filled with love. And when it splices mm-hmm. like scenes with Christmas carolers and murders happening at the same time, um, it adds to that like eeriness. And it's a very slow burn. Like if you guys are yeah. impatient and you haven't seen this film, you might not like it. It's a slow burn horror film. Um, that's okay for me. I love that. Yeah. But I also no, know I that's not that. a lot of people's taste. So no, I loved it too. Um, this was not my first Black Christmas. Um, I was nine when Black Christmas, the second one came out, Black Xmas. Um, oh, right. <laughs> And I distinctly remember the trailers and seeing them as a kid. And I was like, whoa, what's that? <laughs> um, so that was my first one. Um, I was very obsessed with that one. But this is the better one. I just, um, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't being shown 1974 slasher films at 10. So <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although I would argue that the second, the Black Xmas is more traumatizing. Oh, it is. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> like no. 100%. This is more appropriate for children, but I, I was seeking out Black Xmas and I didn't <laughs> even know this existed. Um, but yeah, I love this movie. Um, I think it's so interesting. The idea that like the police aren't really believing these girls. All, all three films have a my friend is missing moment and the cops are just like, it's the holidays. We don't really give a shit. Um, yeah. Or they don't. It adds believe a sort them. of like um, they're alone, kind of like they're yes, a, they're on isolating. A campus. It's it's like yeah. the, co- the cabin in the woods thing. Yes, yeah, they're completely because, isolated, even though they're not. Like yeah, like everyone's gone home for break. It's mm-hmm. the dead of winter. The police are like not even. They're like, it's the holidays. There's no crime happening right now. They're just stuck in this house. There's a serial killer and nobody's going to save you. Yeah. And all three of these films have like, well, they don't know who the killer is. And in all of them, there's a moment where you think it could be one of the boyfriends. And that also Mm -hmm. is isolating because it's like one of the people that could help you. You don't trust them completely. Mm -hmm. And um, that's terrifying. And I would think it was a boyfriend too, if it was me, because it's always the boyfriend. (laughs) But yeah, no, I, I love this film. This movie has some amazing kills in it. We went over kills with bodies, bodies, bodies. Um, a lot of these kills are um, redone in the second one. They like not copy because it's a remake, but they they reuse a lot of kills. Um, I feel like we should go over some favorites. Yeah, I mean, there's um, the iconic plastic bag, plastic bag. So we needed to go over this because <laughs> we were about forty five to an hour into the third one, and there was not a plastic bag kill yet. 
and I was getting pissed. We uh, do yeah. get it. We'll talk about it later. It's mm-hmm. it's different in that one, but I was getting pissed off. Like, Same. Where is my bag? Happen, I was like, finally. I know. And then the second one has like three different plastic bag kills. Like, I know. It was just like, kept okay. Doing it. We get it. Like, we get it. <laughs> You're referencing the first one. Um, no, that one, that kill is amazing. I love the use of like different Christmassy items. Yes to do kills um, throughout all the films, but there's like icicle kills are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the second one does the best job out of all of them at utilizing Christmas objects to do murder. But um, what are some other favorites you have? The hook. Yes. The giant oh hook God. that he hangs. Um, the the house Mrs. mother. Yeah, the house mother. Um, Mrs. Mack. Mrs. Ma- yeah, or Miss Mack. Miss Mack. When she like... like Miss Mary oh. Mack. Yeah, I in don't. the attic, so good. It's so, so like, good. You can feel it. It's like, yeah, ugh. yeah. Oh, oh I, I, love I love that it. so much. Um, <laughs> I love how we're like, oh, so gross. Oh wow, I love that so much. Such a good kill. So um, soothing to me. It's really interesting that a man directed this film because, and in the seventies, because it does go over the topic of abortion, um, and it does it in a really good way. Like, I feel. That it was an incredibly modern opinion for them to yeah. have. Um, Jess, our character played by Olivia Hussey, she is pregnant. She tells the boyfriend she wants to have an abortion. And he goes off, like starts destroying mm-hmm. shit, starts like calling her a slut, basically. Like all these horrible things. A baby killer. Um, he says she has to drop out of school, drop out of her program and marry him. And she's like, no, I have dreams. You follow your dreams and I want to follow mine. And that's like, and she's seen like, she's portrayed as being in the right, which mm-hmm. I feel like is really incredible for a film made back then. What did you think yeah. about that whole storyline? No, yeah, I totally agree. Like, it almost like takes you a minute to realize like, oh, right, this is a movie from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Like, this would mm-hmm. not fly. Like, the fact yeah. that it's it's so casually, like, she just so casually says it. And she's like, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to get an abortion. And I was like watching. I was like, yeah. Right, you are. Exactly. And then Peter is like, no, I'm the man and I tell you what to do and you're not going to do that. And he's like, literally, like, I will not allow this to happen. Back then, and I mean, I guess even now, people can, or men still will say, I'm not going to allow you to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I love that she's in the right from the the film. And she lives. And he dies. And so. Yes, he does. We won. (laughs) Ugh. Oh my god. Yeah, he's such love an that ass. Yeah, and I love that she doesn't let him win. Like she's like, no, no I'm no, I'm not having this baby. Like, fuck you. No, he doesn't even a little bit win. There's not no. even a moment where he changes her mind. She's just Mm-mm. no, no. Like, um, I thought that was fantastic. Um, what are some other things that you want to touch on from the film? Barb. So she's the first one to interact with the killer with Mm, Billy mm -hmm. because he calls the house and she answers and it's established that he's been calling like they mentioned they're like oh it's the moaner they call him the moaner yeah and they're like yeah he's just this guy that's been calling and like moaning and making weird noises and Barb's like very chill about it she's just like kind of talking back at him she's like haha you're so weird like fuck you super vulgar like uncomfortable like surprise again I was like I I've I'm taking a cult cinema class. I've had to watch a lot of like exploitation films from the 70s in the last month. Um, 
super graphic sex scenes in films from the 70s. I know that they existed, but holy shit, it was still yeah. so shocking. It is the only one mm-hmm. of these three to get that graphic. It's bad. Like, it's, it's nasty. Bad. I would be horrified if a man called my house and threatened that oh God, stuff. And then started, like, gurgling and yeah. making... Ugh, Absolutely. But, uh, Good job like, at being scary. <laughs> yes, seriously. <laughs> I love that the way he communicates is with a telephone. And it's, yeah. like, the sound of the ringing is just, like, this thing that happens throughout the movie. And every time you hear it, you're like, oh, shit, now what? Yeah. Uh, and it also makes me wonder if it was an inspiration for Scream. I was just <laughs> I was just about to make that point. Oh my god. I'm so glad. Okay, sorry. We're in sync. Go on. We're in sync. <laughs> Go on. I was just about to say that. Also, the calls coming from inside the house. When oh! I heard that, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. So good. But yes, Scream. Oh my god. 100% yeah. what I thought too. Yeah. It's such a simple tactic. But it's so effective, mm-hmm. like the telephone. And I even we can talk about this later. But in the third one, they are they're on cell phones and they're like getting DMs instead of phone calls. And like, there's just something so special about like an old school telephone yeah. Yeah. ringing. I mean, we don't need to jump to the end of the movie, but like the original Black Christmas movie ends with just the sound of the telephone ringing, and it gets and then louder. The roll, and it's yeah, and it's just yeah. like eerie and because you know, know he's alive still that is how they tell yeah. you that he's alive is the phone yeah. is ringing off the hook mm-hmm. and it's um getting louder and louder and louder but what's so scary about the phone calls is you don't know who's doing it um right. 2006 had caller id but even then it was using caller id of girls that it couldn't have been so yeah still scary and the new one it's like instagram dms girl block him if he's so scary like i know and he really wasn't that scary like no he wasn't and saying anything <laughs> they can screenshot it and show the cops whereas when it's a phone call in the 70s there's nothing you can do like you can't you don't have proof that this is even happening it's so mm-hmm. fucked up i love it so this might just be a me thing but anytime i was like home alone as a child and the phone mm. would ring mm. it like scared me Scares <laughs> i was like shit i'm not me. answering that i don't know who it, that is it, it, i'm like that now i'll get I mean, a phone yeah. <laughs> call and it's like not my contact number i keep getting a call from egypt who's calling me from egypt i'm terrified <laughs> it, it's definitely a killer and they're just like pissed that i'm not answering the phone <laughs> but um because when you're in a like dead silent room you're a kid you're reading your little book and then that fucking loud like out of nowhere it's so scary same Um, as like when the doorbell rings i like hide i'm like i'm not home it's so violent turn off all the lights no one's here (laughs) oh my god um this film originally so this movie was made in canada when they went to release it in the u.s they tried to change the title i think it was like violent night Deadly Night or Silent Night. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Violent Night is the new horror movie um, that just came out. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night. And then after it came out, they changed that. They didn't like that change. So back to Black Christmas, which I'm so glad that they did. Yeah. Um, It's such a good title. Yeah. Just phenomenal. I think this, obviously, this is the best of the three movies, but this also has the best ending. Yeah. Not only of these three movies, but of like most other horror movies that exist. Like I, in any genre, not just horror, I love an ambiguous ending. I love not quite knowing how it ends or leaving things kind of open-ended. I just think finishing a movie and having to think about it is so 
it's just such a great experience. And I love the way this film does it because you're following Jess. She's your, our final girl. Peter comes into the house and she's like freaked out because mm-hmm. she doesn't know who the killer is. Everyone's dead. She's just like fighting for her life. And then suddenly this man is there who has been like, they've been in a fight over this abortion thing. So she doesn't yeah. really trust him at this point. And so she has like the fire poker Yes, stick. the fire poker. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that's called. Which we see um, again in the other films. Yeah. They love that fire and, poker. But I, I love the way this scene plays out because she looks like she's going to hurt him. She doesn't really know if she can trust him. And he's like slowly approaching her. It just cuts mm-hmm. to the scene of them both lying on the ground. He's dead mm-hmm. and she's unconscious. And then the cops come they assume Peter is the killer. They're like, okay, case closed. We're done. They put her in her bed. She's like knocked out. Uh, and then the cops leave. I think one of them stays outside the house. Mm-hmm. But Billy is the actual killer and he's still inside the house. Which so we scary. know because yeah. the phone starts to ring. And then it just pans away from the house and the credits roll. And that is just like such an amazing ending. It's so it's so yeah. good. It's so terrifying. Like, we know that Billy is still alive. Um, mm-hmm. And the thought that she – it kills me that she's still in the house, that they didn't take her to the hospital. They didn't take her somewhere else. Mm-hmm. She is in the house. Billy is in the house. Um, and now this poor boy is getting blamed for – well, not poor boy. He's an asshole, but he shouldn't be blamed for the murders of, like, ten people. So um, yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking creepy because, like, you could yeah. assume that she dies that night, too. You just don't know. And I love that. It's upsetting because it's like, oh, she like fought so hard and now she's probably going to die anyway. But then you don't know. And Mm -hmm. I think the whole knowing and not knowing, it's like a really interesting relationship, like as the viewer with the characters Mm -hmm. where we know more than what they know. Like we know more than Jess knows. We know Billy is in the house. We know he's been in the house. The calls are coming from inside the house. And (laughs) sorry, that line just like, I know, (laughs) but like, we're always kind of like one step ahead of the people in the sorority house in all of the movies, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes it so scary is because like, it's, it's stressful. You're like watching, you want to like reach out and be like, he's there. He's He's right behind you. He's right behind you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, one more thing. Mm -hmm. Billy's backstory is never revealed. In the yes. first movie. You have no idea who he is. Mm-hmm. They leave it like, ambiguous to the point where it's like, was the boyfriend the killer? Like, it's a little mm-hmm. more be- believable what the cops believe. Um, yeah. That phone call obviously makes you assume that it's not true. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it could just be a solicitor. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but Yeah, that's true. It could be. It could have been Peter. Yeah. Technically. Like, we don't but, really know. I mean, it's not. But it's it was not. Billy. And we yeah. know that because of the bla- of Black Xmas or Black Christmas 2006, mm-hmm. um, directed by Glenn Morgan. Do you want to go over the cast? Because the cast is a banger. That's the best oh thing about my. this film. Yes. Y2K baddies up in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with this cast. It's so iconic. Uh, so we have Michelle Trachtenberg as Melissa. Uh, love her. Yes. I'm a huge Buffy stan. Buffy, she's in uh, Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. And a lot uh, of other things. That spy, what was that spy movie? Yes, yes, yes. Um, 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 oh, shit. oh, this is going to kill me. 
bother me so much. <laughs> wait. Um, wait, wait, wait. She's wait, wait. not the one with Frankie Muniz, right? Mm, no, no. No, uh, I, I'm mixing them Harriet up the Spy. Now. Harriet the yes, Spy. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. She's Harriet the Spy. <laughs> she's so uh, yes. Oh, 17 again? Ice oh, Princess? Oh, Ice Princess. Ice Princess. That's where she's from should, for me. Um, should we do a Michelle Trachtenberg episode? <laughs> can we please? Um, and she's in Inspector Gadget? Oh, yeah. Hey, that movie Holy was filmed shit. in my hometown. Ice Princess changed my life when I was a kid. I thought I was going to be a figure skater. Oh, my God. I love that movie. (laughs) Anyway, she slayed Michelle Trachtenberg. We love you. Yes, yes, yes. My next queen is the next one, too. Mm. Love of my my life. Oh, we're both Scott Pilgrim fans. Yes. 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 (laughs) I was, I literally almost texted you the other day and I was like, can we please do a Scott Pilgrim episode? Because we both love it so much. And like, I feel like we have to. Um, Because it's both of like our thing. Um, Mm. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is Heather. You guys may know her as Ramona Flowers. She's in 10 Cloverfield Lane. She's in Birds of Prey. She plays um, Huntress. She's and so good as Huntress. She is oh my God. dating or married to um, Ewan McGregor. Um, she did Homewreck, but it's okay because it's her. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll allow it. She's in uh, Sky High. Oh, which is shit. I iconic of her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we love Mary Elizabeth Winstead in this house. Go yes. her. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then we have another icon, Lacey Chabert. 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 She is uh, Gretchen Wieners in Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's a legend. She is the moment. She isn't in that many other notable yeah, films. I think there um, is one other thing I've seen her in. She's in Party remember. of Five, Daddy Daycare. Mm-hmm. Daddy Daycare, that's what um, She's the star of a Christmas film, Haul Out the Holly. Oh. So... Okay. Pretty cool of her. Next year we'll do that. And wait, whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to go over her Christmas films because holy shit. (laughs) I think Hallmark owns her soul. Okay. Oh. Haul Out the Holly, Christmas Waltz, A Christmas Melody, Christmas at Castle Heart, Christmas in Rome, A Family for Christmas, A Wish for Christmas. Jesus. Love, Romance, and Chocolate, which I'm pretty sure is a Christmas film. The Sweetest Christmas. Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. <laughs> Time for us to come home for Christmas. Christ. It's not Literally. good. Matchmaker Santa. Winter in the Vale. <laughs> Black <laughs> Christmas. Christian Mingles. She's in Christian. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Which is also a Christmas movie. Um. Oh, my God. The Tree That Saw Christmas. <laughs> Oh, there's more? It's still going? I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I can't stop now that I've started. She's also in Balto 2, Wolf Quest. <laughs> Amazing. I Amazing. Have, next year, now that we know that, we should do a series on her Christmas films because they sound horrible and I'm so I, excited. Yes. yes. <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't really think about this until now, but like everyone in Mean Girls had like a really good career after it. And none for Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> and none <Bye>. for Gretchen <laughs> Wieners. <laughs> oh my Wait, God. That's so funny. I can't believe she's the wow. one in the Christian Mingle movie. I saw a YouTube video about that like two years ago. I'm so excited. Yeah, now I want to. Holy shit. Do I want to watch? Th- yeah, I want to watch. I think we have to. I th- I've never yeah, seen I, it, but I think we I, have to watch that. I think it's the law. 
Oh my God. We don't have a choice. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. Then (laughs) Katie Cassidy is Kelly. You may know Katie Cassidy from uh, Arrow. She plays Black Canary, which is funny because Mary Elizabeth Winstead also plays a bird of prey. They're both birds of prey in separate universes. That's cute. Um, Yeah. Isn't she in some other stuff? Oh, I'm sure. We'll look her up because we just got an abundance of content from... Oh, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Really? 2010. A Nightmare on Elm Street. And Click! Oh my god, Click traumatized me. I loved Click and I loved going to Bed Bath & Beyond after Click came out. Yes! Right? (laughs) Me too. I was so into it. Oh my god. Adam Sandler, hail to the king. Um, Yes. Kristen Cloak as Lee. She's in Final Destination. That's what I know her yeah. from. So I was she's like, an icon I know as well. Her face. Okay. Um, I liked her character in this a lot too. Um, yeah, I did too. She was like the only one that wasn't totally insufferable. Yeah, yeah. Her and um, her and Kelly were the most likable, which is great because they were the ones that lived the longest. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Robert Mann as. Billy. So following closely to the original, this remake goes into the backstory of Billy and Agnes, the killers. And we hear Agnes on the phone in the first one as well, but we have no idea who or what that is. Yeah. Um, this film is insane. Mm-hmm. The the kills, fantastic. The cast, oh, yeah. great, even though they're not likable. They're sorority girls to their core. Two girls slept with the same guy and there's revenge porn of them. We have Mary Elizabeth Winston Stead plays like a devout Christian who's just judging everybody. We have a nerdy girl who I thought for sure was was Agnes. Me too. Me too. Um, 100% thought she was Agnes. Classic misdirect. But this film, we were joking before, the next film tries to be very woke. The first film is accidentally very woke. This film is just off the rails. There is yeah. incest, pedophilia. Are we allowed to say that on YouTube? Yeah. There's I word. There's P word. <laughs> um, uh, we might not get monetized, but it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so Billy's backstory is he his mom hated him and his dad loved him. He was born with a kidney condition that made his skin yellow. So it was kind of like jaundice, I think. Um, but he was yeah. bright yellow, like a Simpson. He was a fucking yeah, Simpson. He was a Simpson. Um, he had a room while his dad was alive. And then her, the mom and the boyfriend who she cheated with, killed the dad, locked him in the attic. And then one night the mom and stepdad were having sex. He fell asleep during the sex. So she decides to R word her 12 year old son, which is really horrific and horrible and sad. Mm -hmm. After she's abused him his whole childhood, um, she gets pregnant with Agnes, who is our second killer um, and loves Agnes. She loves being a mom now. And Agnes is Billy's daughter, sister. daughter and sister. Yes. Um, super gross, super sad. I mean, I get what they were going for. They were trying to give him the typical serial killer backstory. Like most serial yeah. killers suffered horrible abuse. We don't stand them, but like sometimes there's not an excuse for their behavior, but it's like, oh, that explains why they yeah. snapped. It explained why he snapped. His first murder spree was his family. Um, Obviously, there's a reason for that. We'll talk about those kills later. They were fantastic. But um, we see Agnes, his daughter, sister, team up with him to commit the slaughter in the house. Agnes was played by a man who I thought was Billy for half the film. Yeah, me too. So 
it's weird because she was a normal like I think they were going for her being inbred, which is a joke that's made through in the film. Um, but it was an odd choice because she looks like a perfectly fine baby and little girl. Yeah, that's why I was confused. Yeah. Like, since for most of the movie we don't really see Billy, you just see his little eyeball. Yeah. Um, the moment that we saw a killer with long hair, I was like, oh, that must B- just be Billy. Billy grew his hair out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, I saw like a flash of him without long hair, and I was like, huh? And then yeah. I, I literally didn't realize it was Agnes until someone said that it was Agnes. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I'm I thought dumb. it was a weird choice. But yeah. what was your initial reaction to the film? Love the cast. Mm-hmm. Literally the most iconic early 2000s cast. Amazing. Couldn't top it. I think the movie is fine. Yeah. I I love the kills. I think it's so fun. <laughs> And they're horrific. so fun. Yeah. <laughs> they're so fun. So many eyeballs. Yeah, he so many... eats eyeballs. Yeah. Like throughout the eyeballs. film. Multiple eyeballs. And they're juicy. <laughs> like, so he'll bite and it'll like squirt yeah. juice. It's <laughs> so good. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> um uh, this has the most Christmassy kills, too. Yes. I wrote got the a candy lot of them cane. Down. Yeah. I love oh, yeah. the candy cane. Let's go over them. <laughs> um I want to talk uh, about his mom's kill, but everyone else, please go over his Christmassy kills. Uh the strangling with Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first one. Um oh god, yeah, his mother's So his mom, <laughs> he beats her. <laughs> she deserved it. He beats her to death with a rolling pin. Like a baking rolly pin, slaps it down on the counter. You see blood splatter over the cookie she's making. Then he takes a cookie cutter, like Christmassy different shapes cookie cutters, cuts her flesh out, cooks it, and eats it. Absolute king. Um, yes, dips it in milk and everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's not good that he killed anyone else. His mother had it coming. Oh my and God, yeah. I love that he horrible. did her so dirty. <laughs> Me Continue too. with the kills. <laughs> The candy cane shank. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, there's a bag kill. There's the unicorn. The unicorn kill, the, which is a reference to the first to film. the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the first one, one of the girls just has a unicorn on her nightstand, um, a glass one that is used as a murder weapon. In this one, she Mary Elizabeth Winstead is given that by the nerdy girl, and she's like kind of creeped out, and uh, it is used as a murder weapon. But it was a good reference, good and subtle. Oh, oh, Miss Mac, she gets killed by an icicle randomly. Yes, on accident. He does not (laughs) do that murder, but it is a Christmas kill. That happened, Um, and I was like, that was random. Okay, sure. She's just dead. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so Mary Elizabeth Winstead gets murdered while they're trying to leave, and then um, she backs up hits something and an icicle falls down and kills her it's awesome no the kills in this one were super creative i mean a lot of them were the same but they were so graphic um yeah and fun and it's good when you can make kills in a movie fun but yeah i mean that's the fun of a slasher is just exactly like you know everyone's gonna die it's how are they gonna die i i do have some negative thoughts i think i don't think i wanted a backstory to billy i know that's like Obviously, if you're going to do a remake, you're going to want to be like, oh, well, let's dive into Billy's backstory and who is he and, you know, answer all the unanswered questions from the first mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. I think it sort of 
cheapens it. Like it makes sense that he would end up the way he did. It's not like a bad backstory necessarily. Like it's well Mm -hmm. thought out, I guess, but it made him a little less scary. I think seeing him more frequently made it a little less scary, especially seeing him like seeing an actual face reveal of him and Agnes at the end just completely took away the fear for me. His kill was a Christmas kill. How he dies, but we'll get into oh, that later. Right. <laughs> we'll get into that later, but that's one of the best Christmas kids. <laughs> You're right. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. His yellow skin looked so bad. It was so bad. It the was editing so bad. was especially on him as an infant. It yeah. was horrific. Like yeah. you could actually see it rubbing off of his No, it, like, there was a glow, a yellow glow around him, like yeah. where it was just like photoshopped poorly or whatever you edit on um i like the film um for what it is yeah i don't think we had to see the mom seduce her son after having sex in a hallway like it's so Mm -mm. graphic um yeah it's disgusting i kind of disagree and that i kind of like that there's a backstory but in giving that backstory it did not explain why agnes would become a killer yeah and so it was like, why is she one of the killers? Like, it doesn't really make sense. Right. Um, and it is kind of disappointing. The end change, I get that they had to change it because if you do the same end as the original, then the magic and like what makes the original's ending special is gone because everyone anticipates it. But both the killers die. Agnes is electrocuted to death. And then <laughs> Billy falls onto a Christmas tree and it impales him. So you see him like laying there and the Christmas tree goes through him, which is very slay with an E-I-G-H, if I do say so myself. (laughs) Um, But uh, it takes away that like fear that he's back or that he could come back. The only survivor, I thought there was no survivors, but I'm thinking about it. There was a survivor. It was Kelly. Yeah, Kelly survives. Kelly and Lee go to the hospital. They survive the first round. um, And then Lee gets murdered in the hospital. And then Kelly survives the second round. So she is our true final girl. Um, Lee's murder was so stupid. It was stupid and sad. It was sad because it was like, she was probably the most likable character and like she yeah. lost her sister and she was just going through a lot and and then Agnes just comes in and just snaps her neck like she doesn't even get a fun kill no she's just dead it's so stupid but what I like about both of these films is there's two scenes one in the first one in the second where a door is jammed and usually in a horror movie the door would just be jammed and there's no reason and it's kind of stupid because it's like well of course the door is jammed like no explanation but in both films they give an explanation in the first one they're having trouble with the door earlier before the kills and they're like oh we got to get this door fixed and the second one in the hospital the nurse makes a point to like have trouble opening the door and she's like we really need to get this door fixed and then Mm -hmm. so i like that they give a little explanation because it's like it makes it feel more real it's like oh these Mm -hmm. are things that are established to be in their way so when it's in their way it's like ah fuck you knew the door was jammed like oh my god it's so good it's like those little things that make horror movies so much better because there's always those stupid like well that would never happen or like yeah like of course that's why'd she fall why'd she blah 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 yeah like (laughs) um i feel like we should get into our favorite do you want to introduce our next film oh sure i know you loved it so much so It's my new favorite movie. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. 
So Black Christmas, the third remake, came out in 2019. Uh, might be the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> like, the more I think about it, the more I just fucking hate this movie. I went in so determined to like it because I thought that the people that didn't like it were, like, the people that don't like Rey in Star Wars. The people that think that woke culture is being shoved down their throats. And I was like, fuck yeah. you guys. I'm going to love this movie. About half an hour in, I text Steph, not even half an hour, 15 minutes in, the first <laughs> image of the guy from Princess Bride. I'm like, oh, I'm liking it so far. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This, it's the only one directed and written by women. And, and it makes so me want to like it so bad. I, I want to brainwash myself into liking it. So I, I will. I'm determined to brainwash myself. But let's get into the cast. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's do that. We've got um, Poot Lovato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, I just turned British. Oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, oh, my. <laughs> We've got Imogen Poots, which is the greatest name, and I wish it was mine, as our protagonist, Riley. Do you think she uh, got called Imogen Toots when she was a kid? <laughs> I feel like she did. Toots. I bet you got bullied, Imogen. <laughs> She definitely got bullied with a name oh like that. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. Yeah, so she's Riley. She's also in 28 Weeks Later. and mm-hmm. um, Which is great. And I know her from The Art of Self-Defense, which is a fantastic movie. Also great. Yeah. Everyone should see it. Uh, and then we have Elise Shannon as Chris, who sure is a character. She exists. She's there. <laughs> um, Lily Donahue as Marty. Caleb Eberhardt as Landon. One of the only likable characters in the film. Yeah. He's mildly likable. Mildly. <laughs> he exists. Uh, Brittany O'Grady as Jesse. Madeline Adams as Helena. Helena? Is it Helena? It's Helena when My Chemical Romance says it. So I'm going to say it's Helena. Mm, you're right. They now. speak the truth. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. That, that checks out. No, that checks out for me. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, last but not least, Carrie Elwes uh, as Professor Gelson, otherwise known as Wesley from The Princess Bride. My king. Our king. Yeah. So this film is also set in a sorority house at Christmas with a serial killer on the loose. But it is not the same plot at all. I don't even know why it's called Black Christmas. It's it not shouldn't be. Black Christmas. It sh- it's, it's a disservice. It spits in the face of the first two films. It does. It attempts to take on rape culture and the misogyny within the Greek system, a concept I thoroughly would love. I would love a good film about that, but I don't have one. Um, It's the only PG-13 Black Christmas movie. Riley is our main girl. Yes. I will say I I liked her as a main character. I did too. She was beautiful. She was likable. Yeah. She was Um, more relatable than... um, She's definitely relatable, unfortunately. Um, Probably the most relatable protagonist of all three. Yeah, 100%. And her friends are very socially active. Um, They do a lot of petitions to get books banned. They don't like Carrie Ellis as a professor, which is valid because he is not a good professor. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and they're in a sorority, but they're not the stereotypical sorority. They are very diverse. They are very socially active. Um, they are very woke and they want you to know it. They are very, yes. very, very woke. Um, so not woke. something we have a problem with, Steph and I, in theory, when it's written well. Right. Um, <laughs> it uh, definitely was trying to be subversive for sorority girls because that's not how they've been portrayed in the media at all. Again, I've never been in one, so I don't know what they're really like, but they're not your average girls. They're not your average <laughs> sorority members. Their brother fraternity is like their arch nemesis group. Um, yeah. Uh, Riley was unfortunately R-worded. I hate saying that. It makes it so like, it makes it sound like I'm downplaying it, but I know that's what YouTube wants from me by a, a fraternity brother. And they do a talent show. Think of it as the Mean Girls talent show where they sing Jingle mm-hmm. Bell Rock, but they rewrite the lyrics to be about how frat boys assault sorority girls, which is true. The Greek system is horrific. Like, I know that, but it could have been done differently. So the killer is not Billy. There is no single killer. It is a cult of frat boys led by Professor Gelson who have magical powers and are brainwashed Mm -hmm. into killing the girls of every sorority on campus, basically any girls that cause a problem. So any girl that isn't willing to literally bow down to them, they make them bow down and pledge their um, pledge that they'll be good girls what the fuck it is not a black christmas movie no i i cannot believe this got greenlit me neither it's horrible what pisses me off so much is like rape culture and greek life is so horrendous Mm -hmm. but by making it that the guys were brainwashed by magic it like takes away from how powerful that message could have been of like frat boys killing their sister sorority especially right. if it had just been the one sorority of the girls that like were standing up against them right because um, they kill like every sorority they, kill every they go sorority. after every single one they they were like so close to it i know being like compelling they, the concept was there i i would have been behind it if they had executed it properly but they just yeah. And had it not been advertised as Black Christmas. We were talking about this before the call. And we were like, this should have been during rush week in like fall. And it could have been a Halloween time movie um, during rush. And uh, it would have made more sense. Why are the pledges rushing on Christmas break? Which is the plot. They're rushing on. Mm -hmm. Okay, actually, I don't know anything about Greek life, but I don't think that's normal. (laughs) Um, And it just, like, didn't have to be a Black Christmas movie because Christmas was not relevant to the plot in any way, shape, or form. It was, like, a couple of them were going home for Christmas break, and that was, like, it. There was one Christmas lights kill. There was an icicle kill. There was a snow angel icicle. I was really – that's the very beginning of the film, and Mm -hmm. that is when I was like, oh, I'm going to like this. Because this girl gets killed, she flops on the ground, and because of how she's moving her arms, it makes a snow angel, and then he drags her off. And I was like, oh, that was iconic, and this movie's going to fuck. And it doesn't. Um, it was it, it set the all. expectation it set the bar so high i was like yeah. okay this will be fun yeah no not fun not fun we talked about how bodies 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 um did gen z so well it and did. this film did it so bad so the dialogue bad. who this talks is like the that? worst dialogue i think i've ever heard it's i wrote bad dialogue in my yeah. notes at least 40 Me different too. times <laughs> i am a, i was a john green fan growing up I know when oh, teen too. dialogue is 
off. This was so bad at such an extensive level. Like, I'm going to look at my notes, too. I just cannot. I can't believe this got made. I'm sorry. I'm talking so much. Please talk. No, it's Please fine. Go. You're fine. <sighs> I, yeah. Um, I wrote down some of the really bad lines, if you'd like to go. Over Please them. share. Please share with us. <laughs> All right. So we're when we're learning about the cult, the, I, the concept is that the founder of the school, Hawthorne, what's his first name? Caleb or something? Apparently, when he was alive, he, like, created an army of men to take, in quotes, take back their power, take back their power from the women, because apparently the women had all the power back then somehow. And so he created this little army of men and this little fraternity cult to possess them and murder. I don't know. I really don't. I really don't know. I really don't know. It's basically just like a QAnon group, like of incels. That's the, Mm -hmm. that's the cult. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Right when they're explaining this and how they, um, they're, they're explaining that they went after all of the sorority sisters who, in quotes, stepped out of line. And then they show this horrible montage of all of the girls who stepped out of line as if we didn't just watch the movie. Yep. And yep. like, I know, I know who you're talking about. You don't need to spoon feed it to me. Yep. Oh, and then Helena suddenly so is insane. <laughs> Helena, I this was the only, I hated it but because the dialogue was bad. But I was like, this is the only thing... I can even slightly say I kind of liked. Hear me out. Okay. Okay. So the bad dialogue is the joke that everyone makes when they're like, gosh, I wish feminism never happened. I wish I was a stay-at-home wife with my husband feeding me. That joke's funny. Sometimes I make that joke. I'm like, God, I wish I didn't have to go to work. I wish I was just a stay-at-home mom. Like She says, I'm helping women. It's so much easier this way. (laughs) It's bad. Okay. Hear me out on why this is good and bad. It's bad because it sucked. Um, The reveal is that their sorority sister, who they love very much, actually joined the cult. Um, She, they explain it that she is one of the obedient ones who understands her place. What I liked about that is that is a very, very great example of like the girls who get on TikTok and they're like, this is why women belong in the kitchen. This is why blah, blah, blah. You should serve your man. Um, and seeing like the rise of Trump, we've seen a lot of women become so aggressively hateful towards other women. Um, we've seen a lot of women online literally like turn against their peers to be liked by men. And that is exactly what she did. She Mm -hmm. is a pick me to the extreme and the men still betray her and kill her to set an example, which I think is a great representation of like you're living to make these men happy and they will always betray you. The men that you want to serve don't care about you. They don't like you. I think that is a fantastic point to make that like, if you choose that side, it is your detriment. It's not ours. Um, Mm -hmm. That only person it hurts is the woman joining that side. It doesn't hurt the women that don't join. So as a concept, yes, fantastic. I'm so glad that they didn't make it all the girls against all the guys. I think Mm -hmm. that it is so much more realistic to have a woman on the side of the men because you will always have that in feminism. You'll always see that. But it was so shitty. It was so (laughs) So bad. bad. It was so Um, badly placed. Like it made no sense because she was like Riley's best friend basically. She loved her. Yeah. And it was very, she was very sane. 
<laughs> until yeah. this moment and then she's just she's a completely different person it feels like they brainwashed her too because like they didn't yeah. that's not in the plot but like you see her get saved from being assaulted at the party mm-hmm. literally yeah. and then she goes home drunk someone breaks in the house she's drunk but she's packing to go home there's nothing that yeah. insinuates that she is packing to stay or to go to the frat house this was not right. planned out before mm-hmm. so if there had been tr- like breadcrumbs leading to this being the reveal fine if it had just been from the other sister's perspective fine but we watched her as the audience alone and when she was alone there was nothing that would allude to this reveal and that's how you know it's a bad reveal that was just shoved in there without thought because there's nothing within the plot from what we see from her that would lead to that it's not even a good like it's like it's not a good twist it's not a good and night Shyamalan (laughs) Um, because there should always if you're going to have a good twist when you rewatch the film there should always be hints that the audience doesn't notice the first watch exactly. that makes the twist make sense that's why like ryan johnson is such a genius with the knives out films because he leaves the breadcrumbs but you don't notice them but in this there are no breadcrumbs there are no breadcrumbs you see what she is doing when she is alone and when a character mm-hmm. is alone and it doesn't lead to what they do then it's just bad writing so yeah. sorry to go on a tangent but like no, holy fuck it makes me right. so angry <laughs> it's so bad um I, I i wrote down another line that she said in that moment she says you can join me we can be good women <laughs> what the fuck oh my god what the fuck oh so my cringe god. oh god Oh, and then wait, here's where all the great lines. There's just one after the other in this scene. So then Helena gets killed anyways uh-huh. because Riley didn't bow down. It's like to show her a lesson. They're like telling her to bow down and they're like, well, you didn't bow down. So we killed your friend. And then I forget who says this, but someone says, oh, he'll do worse than that to you. Your body, your choice. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Which I want is to so die. Funny because they're saying if you don't bow down, we won't kill you. When they just killed a girl who was so obedient and yeah. got got them the artifacts for all the friends, but then they're like, "Oh, she just died, even though she was the most obedient." But if you're even a little obedient, we won't kill you. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut like, up. What? I'm so what angry. Did, what? Yeah. Um, um, and then oh. <laughs> Then Chris comes in with her uh, bow and arrow and the oh team of sorority sisters and says, you mess with the wrong sisters. And then there's this like super zoom that reveals all of them. And they're so in an dramatic. Avengers. It's yeah. Like, like that like a- really shitty endgame scene where all the girls come in at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Oh my God. I just did it- Hawkeye and Spider-Man, which are not girls, but like you get what I'm saying. I got it. I um, got it though. I hate girl boss. <laughs> Me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was so it was so bad because you know when they were writing this, they were like, "Oh, this is gonna be so empowering! Like, look at these badass women coming in to save the day," and it was so bad. And I want to reiterate that Steph and I, again, this podcast is to highlight women in film. We yeah. love women. We love strong female characters. That is what we are here to talk about is like women that we love. And um, like the points of this film we agree with, but it's right. embarrassing and it's bad for the movement when you do yeah. it so poorly because I don't want those male YouTubers that shit on every film with a woman. I don't mm-hmm. want them to be right. And you made them right. 
Mm-hmm. You made them right by making this yeah. film because now when they're like, oh, it's shitty and it's blah, 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 they're correct. And I really didn't want them to be correct. And that yep. that sucks for us as yeah. as our podcast. This would be – if this was executed well, this is the perfect film for our podcast. Yeah. Um. Well, honestly, it is executed well in the first one. It's a lot yeah. more subtle. But they all of these points more or less are made in the first movie. It's just mm-hmm. not spoon-fed to you. Yeah, they even reference like girls getting raped in the first one. The original Black Christmas is more feminist and more empowering yes. than any than either of the other two. <laughs> and without... it was written and directed by men. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like it's upsetting. <laughs> yeah. Like what's so funny too is we talked about this before. This film straight up says like all men are bad to the point where one of the male characters is like not all men and the girls are like did you just not all men me mm-hmm. um but what's funny is this is the only film with two male characters that are good that mm-hmm. like the girls that care about them the first film does it in a really subtle way right the men in that film are bad the boyfriend is bad the cops are bad the dad mm-hmm. sucks billy's horrible All the men are bad, but they do it subtly. This film screams all men are bad at you and then gives us two good male characters. Pick a a lane. Exactly. It's like, I don't understand. The first Black Christmas movie, it makes this point in like one scene without saying it at all. It's when they go to report Claire is missing to the police and no one takes them seriously until Claire's boyfriend barges in angrily and demands that something be done about it, and then they listen. So they listen to this angry man, Mm -hmm. but they don't listen to Barb. Yeah, and and it's perfectly done. And it says exactly what this movie's trying to say without saying it. (laughs) In this film, they have dialogue that says, well, the cops aren't going to believe you because they didn't believe you when you were R-worded, which is true. This is an ACAB podcast. Like, we know. Yes, it's true. But you don't have to say it. You show it. You show it within the film. Right. Just like they did in the first one. I just don't know how this is Black Christmas. It's a different plot. It's not. It's not. It's just... It's girl boss bad the movie. movie set. It's girl boss the movie, the Christmas movie. Um, kind of. <laughs> that just sounds like a movie that Gretchen Wieners is in for a whole <laughs> Probably girl boss the Christmas movie. Um, after we have the uh, Breaking Dawn Part Two style battle scene between the frat boys, and the we sisters. didn't talk about that. They have a brawl um, where all the sorority girls are fighting all the fraternity boys. They break the statue. And then they're burning the house. But they're like They're brawling. just going It's at the it. Avengers. It's so unrealistic. Like this yeah. would never, ever. Yeah. This would never happen. But they, they have to have their girl boss, we're fighters <laughs> moment. And it's like, no, we're, we're not saying we're fighters. We're literally fighters and we're going to yep. kill you all. <laughs> you mess with the wrong sisters. <laughs> when Riley is grabbing the founder's bust and pushing it over <laughs> to break it. The professor goes, break us and you'll only break yourselves. And then she looks back at him, like looking all badass. And she's like, we will never Never be be broken. broken. (laughs) Like, what does that even mean? Like, she said it with such conviction. I was like, I don't even know what you're saying right now. That's how dramatic I was when I was 13. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then Chris takes this like lantern because there's like, what's all, there's something all over the ground, like gasoline or oil or something i don't know and she takes this lantern and she goes hey professor suck my and then throws it so it lights on fire and, and i was censor like censor it 
suck my what? <laughs> oh, and the blood is all censored in this film to make it mm. PG-13 because it's yes. incredibly bloody, but the blood is black, like an anime censor, like quite yes. literally like anime. I have a very fun fact about this. <laughs> I was reading the trivia about this oh. movie. Um, there's a lot of fun facts, but the funnest fact is that the black goo that they bleed is meant to represent literal toxic masculinity and how it affects men and changes them from humans into monsters. Additionally, it was also used because they were not allowed to use red blood in a PG-13 movie. So it doesn't represent toxic masculinity. No, they literally just they said made that. that up. They, they made lied. that up. Oh, because you and I knew immediately that that was a censorship thing. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, they literally were like, oh, well, we'll just make it, uh, I don't know, it's toxic masculinity. That's yeah. what I do for all my projects in school. I'm like, this <laughs> represents this. And it's like, no, I just ran out of time, yeah. actually. But um, Another fun fact is that Professor Gelson is inspired by Jordan Peterson. That I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah, I that because he was giving Jordan Peterson vibes. So Yes, I think that's amazing. But he was too charismatic. Yeah. But it was also like, I feel like when they revealed – that he was like in charge like he was like wearing the hood and he he did that like classic turn around and reveal who he is yeah and there was this like dramatic music and everyone looked so surprised and i was like was this supposed to be a plot no because that wasn't that couldn't have been like i know what you're saying and you're right but like it was literally explicitly he has a key to the the fraternity Mm -hmm. he's a misogynist of course he was in charge how is that a surprise i know Uh, but they made it seem like a plot twist and i was like this is a this is not a a twist at all that we you know knew that this. you know that meme that's like i do not support all women some of you bitches are very dumb that's how i felt yeah. about everyone who made this movie. <laughs> i know i do not support you i'm sorry oh my god i feel like we've said have you said all you want to say yeah it's, it's just this ain't it so ranking them in order one two and three they are ranked one two and three yeah they are they are ranked accurately yep but we do have a surprise for you guys yes we do, do you want to tell them? sure um <laughs> so we are going to be doing a little black christmas themed giveaway which will include a black christmas candle exclusively from us I'm designed so by me um and it smells so good oh my god i can't wait for you to get yours i'm You're so excited today, i ordered actually. one <laughs> i'm so happy yeah, it's oh, it smells so good. And then you have some stuff, Madison, too. Yes. We will also be giving away the original Black Christmas. There's a 4K release coming out, a collector's edition, that comes out December 6th. So, like, it is brand new. You'll be getting a copy of that, as well as a little VHS magnet that is the original Black Christmas, but, like, a little magnet for you. And there's other goodies in there too, but they are surprise goodies. So the winner will find out when they get it. We're going to post this on Instagram and Twitter. It's very simple rules. Follow us, post it, either retweet it or post it on your story and tag us and then tag three people in the comments. It's super easy. Um, If you want some extra entry points, you can leave us a review on our Apple or Spotify podcasts yes. and then send us a screenshot of that and we'll add a couple extra entries for you. But we'll have this all on our socials. We're so excited to do this giveaway. Um, Steph designed this candle like before any of this was put together. Um, and then I texted her and was like, let's do Black Christmas. And she's like, wait, <laughs> and, like shows me <laughs> the candle. And then I'm like, wait, let's do a giveaway. And so it like yes. all, it came really naturally. I'm really mm-hmm. excited for this and 
for us to show our appreciation for you guys. Um, yeah. And yes, yeah, so we're so excited. Oh, there's other candles designed by Steph. Um, <laughs> yes. They're um, awesome. So. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I... I just recently launched a candle shop called Pepperwick Candles, which is all pop culture themed movie related candles. So there's black Christmas candles. There's I have a Nicolas Cage Christmas candle, Chris Evans Knives Out Christmas candle, and then some other non-Christmas related candles. But um, some of those will be going into our Cinema Vixens shop once that gets launched, which will hopefully be soon. I'm trying to get it set up as quickly as possible, but uh, <laughs> probably after the holidays. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But the candle shop is live and there are some Christmas items on sale if anyone would like to check them out. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited for this giveaway. I'm so happy you came up with this idea, Madison. <laughs> I'm I glad just, you had like, the candle made. Like, yeah, what incredible yeah, really, timing. I know. <laughs> yeah, this all like worked out perfectly and it'll be a nice little like Christmas treat, holiday yeah. treat. Yeah. And it'll just be really fun. We're so excited. Um, CinemaVixens.com will be up soon. We have social media. You can follow us at Cinema Vixens Pod on Instagram and Twitter. TikTok is coming. We have a letterbox. We'll post that online as well. So a lot of places you can find us at. Again, if you have any ideas or anything you'd like to contribute to Cinema Vixens, we want to hear it. Please shoot us a DM. Reach out. We just want to support women in film as much as we can. Steph, what are your socials? Um, my socials are at Steph Koza on everything. I'm back on Twitter, guys. My break Yay. is over. Um, <laughs> I am back. at Maddie underscore Amadala on everything. So you can find me there. Thank you guys so much. Merry Christmas part one. <laughs> yes. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Bye. And try not to get killed by a serial killer. Don't get killed. <laughs> Don't get killed. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>